You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. This is Jim Rosenhouse, and you are listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. And we welcome you in to Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us as we have returned home after spring training and a season-opening week-long road swing. The Guardians with their home opener on Friday. They did come up short by a score of 5-3 to three to the Seattle Mariners, but the Guardians still off to a very good start at 5-3. and three. On the season. Coming up in a little bit on our show this week, we will hear from a couple of young relief pitchers for the Guardians who had some big moments on that season opening road trip. Left hander Tim Heron and also right hander Xavion Curry. Well, let's first start with a week in review and a pretty good week it has been so far. We'll begin with last Sunday's game in Seattle. The Mariners and the Guardians in a four-game season opening series, and the Guardians looking to take three out of four if they could come away with a win on Sunday. Seattle got the scoring started with a first-inning home run from Julio Rodriguez off of Cal Quantrill, but in the second, it was the Guardians responding with a couple of men on and Mike Zanino at the plate. The pitch, swing and a high fly ball deep left field. Pollock is going back. He's on the track. He's at the wall. It is gone! A three-run home run on a towering fly to left by Mike Zanino. And the former Seattle Mariner first-round pick returns to his old home and gets a big two-out three-run blast. The Mariners answered with three runs in the third inning to take a one-run lead. But in the seventh, the Guardians came back yet again with a runner at second and Stephen Kwan stepping to the plate. Tying run at third, infield in the pitch. Swing and a ground ball base hit between first and second into right field. Guardians tied up, and Stephen Kwan has his sixth RBI of the weekend. And with the infield drawn in, he hit a bullet. The game remained tied, and we went to extra innings. In the 10th, with that runner at second base, two walks loaded the bases for Guardians pinch hitter Josh Naylor. He swings and taps it to the mound. To home for one. Raleigh to first. Bounce to throw down the right field line. That is going to enable Ramirez to score. Bell to third. And the Guardians get a gift and lead six to five. A Taylor made. One, two, three, double play. And the catcher, Cal Raleigh, stepped in front of the plate after taking the throw from Spire and getting the force at home and threw a one-hopper to first, 
that France couldn't make a play on, and it bounced down the right field line, and that enabled Jose Ramirez to score from second. So with the Guardians leading heading to the bottom half of the 10th inning, normally that would mean Emmanuel Classe would be on the pitch, but he had thrown the previous two games, and he had the day off. So Terry Francona turned to Trevor Steffen to close things out. 6-5 to five, Cleveland in the bottom of the ninth with a run, tying run at third, winning run at the plate, and the 1-2 pitch. Swing and a fly ball into shallow center, making the catch of Stephen Kwan. Ball game! And the Guardians have taken the last three games after losing the opener on Thursday night. So that completed a strong series to open the season in Seattle. Guardians taking two out of three, and it was on to Oakland to start a three-game series with the Athletics. And an early season candidate for wildest game of the year came on Monday night in Oakland. As uh, the Guardians got things going in the very first inning, Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez reached base, and that brought Josh Naylor to the plate. Josh Naylor, the batter, and he swings, drills a base hit into center field. Quan around third. He is heading home. Ramirez will stop at second. Guardians lead it one to nothing on a two-out RBI single to center by Josh Naylor. He has now knocked in three. And the Guardians have jumped on James Caprillion for a one-nothing lead, and they still have runners at first and second. The very next hitter was Andre Jimenez. His next delivery. Swung on line toward first. Fair ball down the right field line. Rolls into foul territory for extra bases. That'll score Ramirez. Into third is Naylor. And an RBI double down the right field line for Andre Jimenez. But the A's cut into the lead with a run in the bottom half of the first inning. And then a five-run second inning put Oakland on top. Six to two, and it did not look good. But the Guardians started to chip away in the fourth. And they did it with a blast from Josh Naylor. They'll try and get something done here against the starter, James Caprillion, who has set down seven straight. He goes to work on Josh Naylor, and Naylor hits one high and deep to right. This one is into the seats. Home run, Josh Naylor. His second on the season. Guardians cut into that lead. It's now 6-3, to three, Oakland. Later on in the fourth, two men on, and Miles Straw stepped to the plate. Here comes the 2-2 pitch to Miles Straw. It's on its way. Swung on, line drive, left field. That gets down for a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Jimenez. He scores. Being waved around third is Brennan. He will score standing up. It's a double for Straw that drives in two. And just like that, the Guardians are right back in it. In the fifth, Oakland's Ramon Laureano belted a three-run home run, and that extended the A's lead to 8-5. to But back came the Guardians once again, this time in the sixth inning. Stephen Kwan's sacrifice fly made it an 8-6 to game, and then Ahmed Rosario drove in one more. Familia's ready. Here it comes. A swing and a shot up the middle base hit center field. That'll score Will Brennan from second, and it's once again a one-run game. And once again, Cleveland gets a big two-out hit. Rosario tied the game with a sacrifice fly in the eighth inning, and then Jose Ramirez put the Guardians on top. The pitch. Swung on line drive. That'll be a base hit into right. 
Quan will go to third, overrunning the ball as Capelin right. It rolls to the warning track. Quan is going to score the go-ahead run. Ramirez is into third with a little league triple. And the Guardians have a 9-8 lead. Then Josh Bell was up next, trying to bring Ramirez in from third. Bell sends a little bloop in the air to left. It's not deep near the line. Brown running catch. He'll throw it to the plate. Here comes Ramirez. Throw slide. Safe with a head first slide. Ramirez eluded the tag of Langoliers. On a shallow fly to left near the line. That Brown made a running charging catch on and throw to the plate. But the best base runner in baseball, Jose Ramirez, scores from third. Why, but on this night, Oakland would not give up as they tied the game in the bottom of the ninth on a two-run home run off the bat of Seth Brown. He took Emmanuel Classe deep, and once again, the Guardians went to extra innings a second straight day. In the 10th, Stephen Kwan was the runner starting at second base. Ahmed Rosario would single, and then Jose Ramirez came through again. Now the right-hander fires, runner goes, pitch swung on line towards second, base hit right field. That'll score Quan. Rosario hesitated, now he'll go to third. And Jose Ramirez with his third straight hit tonight, his second RBI in this game. And the Guardians still have runners at the corners and now are back on top 11-10. to 10. The Guardians added one more in that 10th inning on a wild pitch to make it 12-10, and that proved to be a big run because Oakland would not go down easily. Esteori Ruiz drove in a run with a double in the bottom of the 10th, and it was up to Eli Morgan to try and close it out with that one-run lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on, fly ball, left field, near the line. Quan is there, makes the catch, ball game. Now that was a breeze, wasn't it? In 10 innings, Cleveland is able to survive Oakland by a final score of 12-11. to So another extra inning win for the Guardians heading into Tuesday's game. Oakland won that one, walking it off in the ninth inning on an RBI single from Tony Kemp, and it turned into a 4-3 to loss for Cleveland, setting up Wednesday's rubber game, the afternoon game and the finale of the road trip in Oakland for the Guardians. And once again, it wasn't easy. Good pitching on both sides. The game was scoreless until the sixth as Hunter Gaddis turned in the best start of his young career. And here's Hunter Gaddis with a career-best six innings and counting. He deals, and the pitch hit in the air. Third base side foul. Arias has plenty of room. What an inning! For Hunter Gaddis, he had an eight-pitch inning. Cleveland with the lead, two to nothing over Oakland. Then in that sixth inning, the Guardians would get the scoring started with a couple of men on for catcher Cam Gallagher. Domingo Acevedo in the pitch to catcher Cam Gallagher, and he swings and drives the first pitch. Deep left field, on the run is Brown, track, wall, and it's off the top of the wall. That'll score Jimenez. Straw around third will score. And a two-out, two-run double off the 15-foot wall in left and left center off the bat of Cam Gallagher. And the Guardians have a 2-0 lead. Cleveland was back at it in the seventh inning, this time with the bases loaded. And Andre Jimenez at the plate. And he rips one into right center. That'll be a base hit. 
That'll score Ramirez and Gonzalez. On his way to third base, the throw, the slide, the tag. Arias is out at third, but the run scores. But in the eighth inning, two home runs and a total of four runs for Oakland tied the game at four, and once again it stayed tied through nine. So on to extra innings. The Guardians win again, and in the tenth, Will Brennan drove in the go-ahead run on a ground out, and then Stephen Kwan added a big insurance run. Swung on, line toward short, over the head of Allen. That'll be a base hit to left. Scoring straw, and that's another critical hit for the top RBI guy on the Guardians. Stephen Kwan with his eighth RBI gives Cleveland a 6-4 to four lead here in the 10th inning. And then Emmanuel Classe was on in the bottom of the 10th to try and finish out the road trip. The pitch line drive to deep right field, but right there's Gonzalez. Ball game. And the Guardians, for the first time in 21 years, open the season on the road and come away with two series wins. So there it was, a 5-2 and two road swing for Cleveland. Just tremendous play to start the season. Off day Thursday to prepare for the home opener. And then on Friday, it was Seattle with a 5-3 to three win over the Guardian, spoiling the home opener. But, uh, boy, it turned out to be a, at least a sunny day, albeit chilly, and it was a sellout crowd of 34,821 at Progressive Field for the opener on Friday. Stay with us. We'll have more to come after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. It's 40 love here in the third set. There's the bell. She's coming off the bench hot, looking for a quick knockdown. But wait, she's driving to the hoop. Oh, down goes the champ. Now that's another double fault. She'll be shooting, too. The serve is up. And here comes the left hook. She's bundled her home and auto insurance with Progressive. Swish Ace Savings TKO. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now the set in the 2-2. And strike three called! How about this debut by Tim Heron? Four major league hitters all retired via the strikeout. Jim Rosenhouse back on Guardians Weekly as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Well, it was a history-making week as patience was rewarded for rookie left-hander Tim Heron, who made this ball club out of spring training. 
and he made his first major league appearance in game four of the season on Sunday in Seattle, and he did it in style. He struck out all four batters he faced, and that turns out to be a major league record. No one else had ever done that in Major League history, striking out the first four batters they faced. And we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week. And he talked about that. And also, he talked about what it was like coming into the first big league game, that walk-in from the bullpen. Yeah, I really just tried to take in the whole experience, um, coming out of the bullpen in the Major League game, kind of taking it in the stadium, um, kind of realizing, like, I made it. but yeah, it was a surreal feeling, um, and then I got to the got to the mound, got my warm up pitches in, and then tried to kind of set, settle myself down and um, do my job, and that's to get some outs. So, yeah. <laughs> and did you think you'd go back out again? Um, I thought there was a decent chance. I just knowing the way the lo- their lineup was set up, they had left, right, left. Um, so I figured I'd go out there to face another lefty at least. Um, and then they left me out there for the third hitter of the inning, and then, yeah. So, did you have any idea you strike out for the the four hitters that you faced that it might have been uh, something uncommonly special? I mean, I definitely, <clears throat> when it was over with, I obviously felt really good about the outing. I definitely didn't think it was history or anything like that, um, which I, makes it really cool. Um, I went in there, you know, obviously strikeouts are great, but I was just trying to get some outs and stuff felt really good yesterday and attacked the zone and worked out. When you look at what made the day special, I know your parents had a chance to stay. They, they had been patient through the weekend. What did that mean to you just based on everything that maybe they meant to you during your career? Well, yeah, I mean, they, growing up, they supported me through everything, driving me to travel ball tournaments, um, paying for all my equipment, everything they've been through just to kind of help me get to where I am today. So it felt really, really good to be able to have them in the stands and uh, get to kind of see that dream come true for me. Did you get to see them pretty soon after the game too? Um, I actually didn't see them after the game. They had to rush to the airport, but um, they texted me and then called me when they got home last night. So that was good. And you mentioned the things that they do for you. You have a a sports-playing family. You have brothers who play sports. What is your perspective of of what they do for all of you guys to to keep you going in your different sports? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine everything they've had to try and coordinate and um, trying to take care of me and all my brothers because all four of us have played multiple sports going on at at the same time, especially when we were all in the house. I couldn't imagine how crazy that must have been for them. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really realize that you're just like, oh, I practice, my parents are going to take me. But you don't know, you know, the work, you know, trying to get one brother here, one brother there. It's a, it's a lot. Um, I'm just really grateful for them and everything they've done for me um, to help me get to this point. And it wasn't just baseball, was it? You had other uh, brothers playing different sports? Yeah, not just baseball. Baseball, football, basketball kind of going on year-round, um, all four of us. So, Yeah. That's left-hander Tim Heron, who has experienced some ups and downs in his first week in the major leagues. But one thing is uh, very much readily apparent. He has the stuff that can be successful at this level, and he has shown it the majority of the time over his first week in the major leagues. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Josh Bell and Mike Zanino, some of their thoughts prior to the home opener on Friday. That's coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network.
Tim Rosenhouse back with you at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's Guardians Weekly, and we thank you so much for tuning in. And it's great to be back home after uh, about six weeks of spring training and then a week-long road trip to start the season. And the home schedule got underway on Friday before a sellout crowd. A Mariners win 5-3, to three. but uh, it's always exciting on opening day. And prior to the game, both Mike Zanino and Josh Bell, the two major acquisitions for the Guardians in the offseason, they met with the media and spoke about some of their early impressions of the ball club, and, and Josh Bell talked about how important that good road trip was to start the season. No, it was huge. Um, really uh, grinder games, uh, back and forth, um, coming back um, late. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome to see, especially when, uh, you know, a guy like myself hasn't played very well at all. So, uh, you know, kind of takes the pressure off there, and you know, I'm happy to get things going this, this series against the, the Mariners. When you're struggling early on, Josh, what, do you just go back to the basics in terms of, you know, quality of bats, all the things that you've, you've leaned on over the years? Can you repeat that again? When you're having early season struggles like this, do you just lean on what would you always have in terms of just making quality of bats, squaring balls up, things that you Yeah, I think uh, there's a you know quality at bat uh, emphasis. I think. Um, you know, when I can simplify things, just get back to the basics, like you said, um, from both sides. You know, it gets tough from time to time uh, trying to honor both sides and, and put work in on both sides. But when both sides are going really well, um, it's, it's really fun to play. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm pumped to show you guys that this weekend. Do you um, find yourself, uh, is it hard not to press, you know, when you get up there when you're struggling to try to get a home run every time you're out, or how does that well, I think that uh, you got to look at every game played to played as an opportunity um, to show what you can do. Um, you know, I've, I've had really good games, I've had really bad games, but you know, I've got to look at you know each opportunity as a blessing. Um, I can come out here and, and put a, a uniform on and and play with you know the best team I've been on. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely pumped to get things turned around um, and, and have something to cheer cheer about. Josh, we asked Mike this the other day, but I know it's a small sample size, but have you been able to get a taste of what made this team so successful last year in their scrappy style of play? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely saw it, um, you know, glances of it with the Mariners, but the, the back and forth against the A's, um, we saw it full tilt, um, threw the ball really well, you know, scoring on a sack fly that I hit that was, you know, maybe 120 feet away from a home. It's <laughs> nuts, right? Um, stuff like that you don't really see, especially coming from, you know, a top dog like Jose Ramirez, you know, three-hole guy. Um, not a lot of three-holes scoring that ball um, in this league. So, uh, you know, it's definitely fun to watch. This could be for both of you. There was a lot made of what this team was able to do last year just off of their team chemistry and camaraderie. With you guys kind of being the new guys, how would you describe the atmosphere with these guys? I mean, I think it picked up exactly where it was last year. I mean, obviously not being a part of that team, but – you know, you can tell when young groups gain confidence and young players gain confidence, um, you know, it just continues to grow. And uh, seeing what they did last year, seeing what they're doing now, you know, seeing these guys putting time in the weight room, in the batting cage, um, watching film, you know, these, these kids, whether they're young or older, are, you know, continuing to grow. And I think that's what the great teams do. Um, you know, we don't settle for 
you know, a series win or a win. We're continuing to always grow. And uh, I've said this before. I mean, this is building blocks to the ultimate goal of getting to October. So we're going to take our bumps and bruises. But I think when you have a tight-knit group like this, it makes it easier. And, Mike, for you, you know, since you played against them when, when, when you were at Tampa, so what's it like? What, how did you view them there? And then what's it like to be on the other side? Yeah, I mean, when you when you played against them, you knew what you were going to get. I mean, they're running hard 90s, we're stealing bases, we're doing that stuff. So as an opponent, you're preparing for all these things where uh, you know it's going to be there, you just don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know who they're going to try to exploit running. Uh, you don't know when that first and third opportunity comes. So, you know, that style of play puts a you know almost an anxiety on the defense. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where being on this side now, seeing how it happens, uh, seeing how it can translate into runs, uh, you know, or putting guys in better positions in the box, having runners in scoring position, uh, it's a huge opportunity and it gives us more opportunities to win. You guys, as far as the pitch clock, Josh and Mike, from a catcher standpoint, just how have you been able to adjust to that? No, yeah, I think that the overall vibe in the clubhouse is that, um, you know, it's, it's definitely positive. I, I think that, um, you know, come August and September, our bodies are going to feel a lot better not being on the field for that extra 30, 40 minutes. Um, you saw it. I, I want to say that was our second game, first yeah. game, two-hour game. Um, yeah. That doesn't happen <laughs> very often at all. Um, so I think for the most part, everyone's, you know, uh, really excited for it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and as games are going on, we're just going to figure out how to, uh, you know, slow the game down to benefit us. Like I said, we, we pay, play at a very fast pace. Um, you know, I think there's going to be opportunities on the defensive side. Uh, we're going to need to figure out, you know, how to slow it down, you know, let an outfielder get back into position, you know, slow down a pitcher that, that's thrown a lot of pitches in a row. Um, but I think, you know, as, you know, these these first few series fall into place. I think as as the games go on, we'll continue to learn that, and, and it'll be seamless. For, for both of you guys, after what we saw, what, what happened in the World Baseball Classic with stadiums being packed, and uh... and so much so, talking regardless of spring training, World Baseball Classic, these new changes, the new rules. Do you guys think that baseball is actually in a in a very good point, like a, like the game is safe, or or is like baseball is like different? Do you guys, what do you feel about baseball right now as as, as a sport? No, I mean, you know, this time last year, we were worried because we're coming off the lockout. Um, And I I think that, you know, last year's, you know, baseball season was incredible for a lot of fan bases. Um, You know, you got, you know, here in Cleveland, a lot of things to to be excited for. Um, And then that coupled with, like you said, the WBC, it was really, really entertaining baseball. uh, The way it ended, it seemed like everybody watched that game. Um, Somebody said it was like four million yeah, yeah, people, that's that's insane. Um, so definitely, you know, steps forward for the game um, coming, you know, from the last 13, 14 months. Yeah, and I think, you know, with the expanded playoffs, you know, and, and games, you know, maybe condensing a little bit. I mean, hopefully it gives viewership a little bit easier watch. Um, you know, I think as players we want, you know, we want the speed of the game to be a flow. Um, you know, there's just that fine line of, you know, being able to make professional adjustments and then being able to play within a time constraint. But I think players being open to it and you know us being able to try to adjust to it is just ultimately you know hopefully moving in the right direction for this game did you think the game was too slow before these 
Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, the the adjustments with the mound visits, I think, you know, the extra inning rules, uh, I mean, I think all of them were to try to condense the game. Uh, I think, you know, there was a time, though, where, you know, something like this was imminent if we wanted to really, you know, cut a large amount of time off. Um, you know, it, it's going it, to, it, like I said, it's going to take, you know, some time. You're going to still continue to see some things. But as we get, you know, into the flow of it and sort of know the nuances and working with umpires and everything, I think it's going to be uh, way more seamless. But I'm just asking, as a player, did you ever think this is just taking too long? Oh, yeah, when you're sitting there on a four-hour game or, or behind the dish. I mean, there's there's been some long ones, and, you know, it's, um, you know, there's still been some games we play that are three hours, but I mean, in that in that time span, there's a lot of action. I mean, those games could have very well have been in the three and a half, close to four hour range, and you know, we're still condensing it to close to what major league average was last year. Like as a catcher, did you have to kind of retrain your brain at all in terms of? I know you got no chance to relax back there to begin with, but just kind of a heightened sense of mental alertness. Is that? Yeah, I think you know, getting a grasp on you know what pitchers are doing, what they're throwing well. I mean, the adjustment period of giving a guy some time, you know, is, is gone. I mean, our, our, our ability was to try to manage game flow and take care of the pitcher. But now, you know, we're trying to get in and out of innings, and sometimes we have to just ride strengths longer. Uh, you know, as pitches build up or, or innings, you know, there's been times I've looked up and it's a really fast 15 or 18 pitches, and we're sitting there and, you know, you have to either use a mound visit or find something to do to slow it down. Um, you know, when it comes to the game calling side, I mean, I think it's pretty fluid you know, with, with how it's always been. But, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we're going to find the little nuances to be able to slow down when we need to. Um, but I think at the, the end of the day, you know, when pitchers moving at a faster pace, it, it can end up benefiting them. George, with your, with your wife being an hour away, how much does that make it easier for you with family life and all that? No, yeah, it's, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, you know, I've got my parents in town, got uh, her family in town as well, watching the little one run around. I haven't seen her since, you know uh, – the week before spring training, so she's grown a ton. Um, so I'm excited to, to finally, uh, you know, play a, a, again in front of her uh, tonight. Like, just a quick question about the pitching staff in general. Mm-hmm. You know, you got through spring training, you're through a week of the season. Has anything surprised you about this group of guys? No, I mean, I think seeing how they work, uh, you know, last year and being able to work with them in spring training, uh, it's a very advanced approach uh, for guys that are, you know, some guys are still really building their resume. Uh, I think uh, with the starting staff, their ability to go deep into games, their willingness and want to go deep into games, uh, it's not, you know, the norm now. Um, and then I think with the bullpen, it, it's as advertised. I mean, I think when we get into that that section of the game, you know, we can bridge that gap to get the Class A really really nice and you know obviously when you have you know arguably the best closer in the game it's 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 nice when we can pull a lead out and hand him the ball in the ninth i know you guys haven't been here that long but do you have a handle on why these guys are like fight to the end kind of kind of team is there something inside your teammates or i mean i I feel like uh, last year just with the projections and all that no one expected them to play well um and they proved people wrong night after night um and and now coming back this year it's you know do it again you know uh run it back and have another opportunity to play in that tournament at the end of the year so uh you know that's that's the atmosphere that we have in the clubhouse and it's it's definitely uh, a fun one to be with yeah i think you know stemming stemming too from from the top you know i think when you get the opportunity to play for a guy like tito and you know he's got one message and it's he wants to win and uh you know, 
this game can be so tough, especially on young players, with not knowing where their career is going to go and that. But he keeps the message very simple. When you can get 26 guys pulling in one direction uh, and for one another, you know, it, it makes it fun to come to the yard every day and, and take some of the other stresses off. That is Josh Bell and Mike Zanino, the two newest Cleveland Guardians offseason acquisitions, and both have uh, contributed in various ways this first uh, week-plus of the season so far. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from rookie right-hander Xavion Curry. He's had a good first week of his uh, second Major League season now after debuting a year ago, but making the roster out of spring training. We'll talk to him when we return with our final segment after this timeout. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks like he's going to go with a five iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines off his putt. It's a breakaway. They bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Touchdown savings, Bernie Goal. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back. It's Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's our final segment, and we had a chance to visit with rookie right-hander Xavion Curry earlier this week as, uh, boy, he came up huge for the Guardians on Tuesday after a short start by Zach Plezak and the bullpen already being used quite a bit early in the season. They needed a big effort from Curry and he threw five strong innings in relief on Tuesday in Oakland. And uh, after that, he talked about how he was able to keep his composure and give the Guardians a big lift out of the bullpen. Um, I think, you know, being a starter by nature, I am used to going out there and, and going multiple innings and, you know, just kind of keeping that same mindset, understanding where the game was at that point and, you know, just trying to do the best uh, job for the team to, to get them in the best position to win. So I just... Um, you know, stay ready, stay locked in into, into every game, into every pitch until it was my time to go out there and help. And it, the team was in a spot bullpen-wise where they needed you to do that. And any extra pressure that you feel, or do you really just try and focus on each pitch? Um, no, honestly, I, I honestly didn't feel any extra pressure. Honestly, it was a, it, it's a privilege to kind of, you know, save save those guys' arms, you know, just to see what they did in, in Seattle. You know, most of those guys went back-to-back days and just come in a big spot. So, you know, to, to get them guys – those guys resting to keep them sharp for us to win win more more ball games. You know, I didn't feel any pressure, you know, like I said, just, just being able to go out there and just help the team the best I could. It had been almost a week since you had pitched in an, an actual game. How'd you stay sharp? You know, just keeping keeping my mental locked in, you know, like I said, just locked into every pitch that I wasn't I wasn't uh, a part of and just looking how hitters were swinging and just, you know, waiting for the moment to get in the game. What a game. You you were, gosh, the way it went, long gone by the time it was decided. But when you, you see the way this team plays, what are some of the first things that come to mind to you? I mean, some of the first things that come to my mind are just the, the resiliently, uh, resilient. You know, how this team never gives up. You know, no moment in the dugout did, did it feel like we were down. It always felt like we were in the game and just, you know, every guy went up there, every pitch, every play, and just, you know, battle and just work to, to, to get us in the best position to win the game. And at the end, that's what we did. And the style of play just seems to 
to bring out some big-time enthusiasm uh, among yes. teammates and, and all that kind of stuff. Is it almost like a college atmosphere sometimes with this club? Yeah, I, and I would say that just because of how much I, fun I feel like we have. You know, I feel like everyone on this team – gels together so well and, and once it's time to step in between the lines I feel like everybody is, is is fighting for their brothers back you know everybody's trying to pick up their teammate trying to trying to pick up the team trying to I feel like everyone has the mindset to put the team in the best position to win you know it's not it's not an I mindset on this team it's a it's a we and, and you're a part of that now at the end of spring training you weren't for a couple of days mm-hmm. as, as you were sent over to the minor league side explain the emotions that you went through for you know a two three day period when uh, you thought maybe you would be starting in AAA, but you come back. Yeah, I mean, the you know, if the emotions were, you know, kind of up and down just, you know, because, you know, uh, like you said, nobody wants to hear they're going down in AAA. But um, like I told the coaches in that exit meeting during spring training that, you know, I would I would go down to the Mariners and I would, you know, continue to, to continue to work and to continue to work on my craft until the opportunity came for me to uh, come up and help the, the big league club. And that opportunity just came a little faster than I expected. It seemed like you had a good spring, and I know you've, you've said you really worked hard in the off season. Do you see some some extra sharpness to your pitches? Yes, I I, I do see some extra sharpness uh, to my pitches, and just you know some consistency in my delivery. But like I say, I'm still working every day to to create more sharp sharpness and, and more consistency, and just to make my pitches even better on on a daily basis. And I, yeah, I know you mentioned you have that starters background. How you doing uh, working out of the bullpen? I, I know it was more of like a starting assignment mm-hmm. last night, but uh, eventually it could be shorter stints. How's that going? Uh, honestly, it's, it's going good. I, I'm, I'm learning from uh, the, vet, the veteran bullpen guys and just, you know, kind of understanding the, the bullpen reliever life and just understanding that routine and how to keep my body ready for moments when I do have to go in the game on short notice. So, honestly, I, I'm enjoying the experience. You know, I, I've had the starter experience, and now getting to get the reliever experience, I feel like, you know, I kind of get to see what both worlds are like and it's an interesting world Xavion, nice going last night thanks a lot for coming by thank you that's Xavion curry young right-hander who is uh, off to a nice start in his first full season in the major leagues after making this ball club in spring training well that's going to do it for our show this week just a reminder guardians baseball on the radio saturday night a 610 first pitch against seattle at progressive field will be on at 535 with the warm-up show then a 140 first pitch against the mariners to close out the weekend series with seattle that's on sunday afternoon and we'll be on at 105 then the yankees come to town for a three-game series monday and tuesday nights at 610 and wednesday afternoon at 110 the weather is supposed to be beautiful. Pick up your tickets at cleguardians.com or the ballpark app. And if you're looking to get into the ballpark for not a whole lot of money, take advantage of the Jose Ramirez ticket package for the three games against the Yankees. $11 upper deck tickets if uh, you pick them up at cleguardians.com slash tickets. And if you do that by Monday at 10 a.m. So take advantage of going to a baseball game for $11. That's not bad. The Jose Ramirez ticket plan for that Yankee series only Monday and Tuesday nights and then Wednesday afternoon. Thanks as always to Brian Matze, our network coordinator back at uh, Command Center, and also Johnny Goldsmith here on site helping us out with the show this week. Until next week when we join you from Washington, D.C., this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.